Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 94 of the NXT Nightcap, recapping the highs and lows from WWE's developmental brand. I am your host and humble guide, Keela Cash. Thank you so much for joining me as week 147 of Recitopia continues. Happy Wednesday morning, afternoon, and evening to you all as another busy week in the worlds of WWE and AEW continues. And last night was NXT going down live from the WWE Performance Center in Orlando, Florida. And we kick things off last night with the NXT Championship match involving Braun Breaker versus Von Wagner. I was very surprised to see this match kick off last night's show, but I gotta say this was by far Von Wagner's best match to date. And I remember the early days of seeing Von Wagner on my TV and I wasn't feeling it. Very deer in the headlights, very green, but you know what? He went in the lab, he's improved, better ring gear, more presence. He has a presence to him. That wasn't there this time last year, and that was very nice to see. And Braun Breaker is simply amazing. And one of the early highlights after surviving an onslaught by Wagner involving a big boot and clothesline, Breaker delivers a pop-up Frankensteiner to Von Wagner. It was perfect in terms of timing, the agility to do it, and the execution was perfect. Wagner took it absolutely perfectly, and the crowd barked and happiness, which I greatly appreciated. But the story of this match was Von Wagner going after the left shoulder of Braun Breaker as we go to our picture-in-picture commercial break. We come back, and Wagner sends Breaker into the still steps. And at one point, he chokeslams Breaker onto the steps as the referee gave a lot of leeway for this match early on. Eventually, the action gets back in the ring as Wagner applies a Cobra Clutch on Breaker, but he will not go down without a fight. We come back, and Breaker is going to leave off the ropes and deliver a flying clothesline, followed by a Rick Steiner power slam and a top bulldog to Von Wagner as well. At one point, Wagner lands a fireman's carry into an attitude adjustment for a very close near fall that pops the crowd, and they're really into this match at this point. Wagner gets in the referee's face saying that was three, but it was not. Breaker pulls the straps down, goes for the gorilla press slam, but Wagner wiggles out of that. They go back and forth a little while longer before Breaker spears Wagner for the one, two, three, and it should be noted the Wagner and Mr. Stone got into it at various points during this matchup. And I assume that Wagner is going to drop Mr. Stone as his manager in due time. Now, the question is, can he stand alone on the microphone? I think he can talk maybe a good minute or two before he veers off into going into sentences that don't quite click for me. But I will say he has a full grasp of who he is as a character. And I could not say that a year ago. So you know what that is? That's growth in the best possible way. And Braun Breaker is that dude still NXT champion heading into deadline next month on Peacock. So all in all, a really fun way to kick off last night's episode of NXT. Next up is Zoe Stark explains her heel turn last week on Nikita Lyons. And it was okay. But I always say this, talking loudly does not equate anger or emotion you're just talking really loud. And Zoe just talked about how she was down with an injury for nine months, came back ahead of schedule, and she automatically had a shot for the NXT Women's Championship against Mandy Rose, lost by Amanda using her own knee brace against her. And then she gets paired with Nikita Lyons in the Women's Tag Team Tournament on the main roster for a bit. But due to an injury, she sidelined from that tournament, gets a shot at the Women's Tag Team titles at NXT with Nikita as her partner. And she talks about carrying Nikita on her back for weeks on end. 
end and she was tired of it. This was her moment. She's undeniable and she is ready to hunt down every woman in the NXT Women's Division, turns on a fan saying they can all go to hell for rooting for Nikita Lyons and her assets and for anyone in the back that you think is better than her. So it was okay. The delivery was a bit shaky for me and she needs to really find her cadence on the mic to really connect a bit more to make this heel turn make sense. Now, when she's in the ring, I fully believe she'll be more aggressive and a certified ass kicker, but you gotta bring it on the stick. You gotta bring it on the mic to make me believe what you're saying. And it cannot be one note and screaming to get your point across when it's nothing but hot air at the end of the day. And that's no shade to her. That's just facts when you try to find yourself as a character at this point. Next up is Indus Sheer. Sangha and Veer Mahan versus two unfortunate souls of George Cannon and Ariel Dominguez and they got their asses kicked in quick fashion by Veer Mahan and Sangha. After the match is over, Sangha and Veer call out the Creed brothers, Julius and Brutus to a match, presumably at deadline in a few weeks time on Peacock. And I'm intrigued by this match. I honestly don't know what I'm going to get. I'm kind of afraid because let's not forget, both teams are still green. They're experienced, but green. And they got to really work through this match. It's a big cost battle three ways when it comes to Brutus, Sangha, and Virmahan. And Julius is going to be the one trying to finesse things, trying to keep it smooth and down the middle. We'll see how it goes. But this is definitely quite the styles clash. So even Ivy now said, so you know what? You might want to refocus on regaining your NXT tag team titles against Pretty Deadly at some point in the very near future. But Brutus and Julius are like, no, we want Indus Sheer. We're going to get them, fight them, then focus on the titles at a later date as there's still some tension within Diamond Mine that needs to be sorted out once Roderick Strong returns, I presume, very, very soon. Next up is Apollo Crews versus JD McDonough. This is by far the best match on the show, but I was a little distracted by a certain anti-Apollo Crews fan club with some Apollo sucks and boo Apollo signs. I didn't get that. I don't know if there are plants or fans, but choices. You cannot like someone, but I thought that was a bit distracting front row for him to see, but I digress, especially when he's a babyface. But for the action in the ring, it was very good as JD McDonough and Apollo Crews worked very well together for a good 15 or so minutes. As we go through a commercial break, at first the match is fairly even until jd mcdonough takes a bump on the announced desk but he quickly regains control by applying a sleeper hold followed by the nesta plunge he works over cruise some more with the sleeper hold but cruise fights back with a flurry of offense ranging from a stinger splash in the corner and two power bombs for a near fall mcdonough cuts off cruise with an ici moonsault and the action picks up steam as cruise delivers an avalanche follow-away slam on mcdonough for the near fall that pops the crowd at one point, they trade strikes back and forth in the center of the ring before McDonough drops Apollo Crews with a Spanish fly for a very close near fall that pops the crowd. Once again, they trade more strikes until Apollo goes for a power bomb and JD counters it to a sunset flip for a near fall and Apollo has a sunset flip of his own for another counter until he lands the choke bomb on McDonough for the one, two, three. And that is a big statement victory for Apollo Crews because if you remember, McDonough has demolished Ilya Dragunov, Axiom in recent weeks. That is no easy task. And he did not put away Apollo Crews on this night. This is a big win for Apollo Crews. The fans are mostly happy outside of the three haters with their anti-Apollo Crews signs front and center. And after the match is over, we got Braun Breaker and Apollo Crews going face to face. This is the match I've been wanting to see for a very long time. This could be an absolutely incredible match at deadline in a few weeks time on Peacock. This is going to be quite possibly Braun Breaker's finest performance today because he's going to do some crazy shit that he normally doesn't do. We saw the Frankensteiner 
during the show against Von Wagner, who's big as hell. And he made that shit look seamless. Can you imagine the acrobatics and the agility and the speed we're going to get from Breaker and Apollo Crews if this NXT Championship match comes to fruition in a few weeks' time? I'm hyped. I hope you are too as we head into the final PLE for NXT of the year. Next up is a schism. Rip Fowler and Jagger Reed versus Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen. And this was a fine match. I'm so glad that the schism are no longer dressed like orderlies from Arkham Asylum. They look like wrestlers once again. I especially like looking at Jagger Reed and just saying like the physique and the hair, it's back to being where it needs to be as an original grizzled young veteran. I'm going to stop my vanity right there. But the story of this match is Briggs being isolated away from Jensen who's getting beat up by the schism, but eventually Briggs takes a hot tag and he cleans the house on Fowler and Reed with big boots, pop up lariats on Fowler, which popped me. He goes for a splash clothesline, big boot on Fowler as well at one point, but we get distractions down the stretch courtesy of Kiana James confronting Fallon Henley at a ringside because if you remember from last week's show Kiana James wants to buy Fallon Henley's family bar Fallon says hell no to that and she knocks out Kiana James who bumps into Brooks Jensen and he is distracted okay I said what I said because he's a virgin in storyline and when he's this close to a woman he tends to freak out so because of this the distraction allows a blind tag as Jagger Reed's a legal man and they land the ticket to mayhem on Josh Briggs as Schism picks up the win. Nice victory for the Freak Show repping NXT. And I like the visual presentation more than I did a month ago. That's growth and progress, but I'm still not feeling it. But we'll see how far this faction goes on NXT in the months to come. Next up is the NXT North American Championship contract signing involving Carmelo Hayes and the champ Wesley for next week's show. Booker T is a moderator for this contract signing. It was pretty pain by the numbers. Both guys said what they needed to say. Carmelo and Trick looked fresh and clean in their suits and the highlight was Carmelo telling Wesley he's going to put him on the first 48 which is not a good thing (laughs) you don't want to be on the first 48 and this leads to Booker T saying we're not going to have any physical contact ahead of next week's championship match which I appreciate and I look forward to Wesley versus Carmelo Hayes for the North American title next week on NXT and I think this will be Carmelo's swan song for this title I can see him being a part of the Iron Survivor Challenge match heading into deadline as it's going to be five men and five women in two separate 25 minute matches and the one that scores the most pins at the end of 25 minutes to score a shot at the NXT championship on the men's side and the NXT women's championship on the ladies side so I can see Carmelo Hayes being elevated to the main championship on this brand or get promoted to the main roster because I don't see him chasing the North America championship after next week this is going to be a solidifying win for Wesley because Carmelo has never been pinned to lose that championship. He's only lost it via ladder matches the last two times he's put that title up for grabs in a very high stakes situation. So Wesley's got to make a point to pin this man to really solidify his stance as the champ on NXT. Next up is Indy Hartwell versus Tatum Paxley. This match was thankfully brief, but not very good as we had some slip ups in both ladies at one point, but Indy removes the face guard from Tatum Paxley, who's still healing from a broken nose. She tosses it to Ivy Nile and hits her with the hidden blade from the back to score the win. And she's getting ready for the Iron Survivor match going down at deadline in a few weeks' time on Peacock. Indy has improved her character a bit. And the ring is still kind of shaky. She has moments of being a powerhouse, but she still needs to pull her game together in order to be a complete performer on NXT and hopefully the main roster someday. And now it is time for our main event featuring 
Mandy Rose versus Alba Fire in a last woman standing match for the NXT Women's Championship. And I thought this match was good. And Mandy Rose was paying tribute to Nikki Bella with the snapback cap and the gear, which I appreciated. And Alba Fire, she's very good, but she has been snake bit in title matches, getting set up a toxic attraction on multiple occasions. But thankfully, Jesse Jane and Gigi Dolan were not on the scene last night. They were nowhere to be found because she laid them out a couple of weeks ago. She put Gigi through a table with the Gory Bomb special. Then she apparently jumped <laughs> Jesse Jane on the streets last week. So both ladies were disposed of last night and Mandy was truly all alone. And this match was actually pretty damn good as Alba Fire blocks a knee strike by Mandy Rose early on and she delivers a gnarly flip dive to Mandy as she brings out some tools from underneath the ring, including a steel chair. She got a crowbar at one point. We got a hammer, wrenches, and then she's going to deliver a nasty knee bar with some rebar to Mandy Rose's knee, which I loved. It was a nice visual as we go to commercial break. We come back and Rose hits fire with a trash can, but fire recovers after we come back from break and she leaps off the top rope into a somersault set on Mandy Rose on the floor. Fire goes for a ladder from underneath the ring, but Mandy Rose is going to use the ladder as a weapon. Back in the ring, Rose goes for a fire carry but her knee gives out due to the rebar knee bar courtesy of alba fire then we have fire slamming rose onto a trash can and the fight goes back on the outside as they're fighting over the barricade and on top of it as alba fire teases a superplex on mandy rose but manny bumps alba back on the floor she goes for a dive but she is super kicked by alba fire followed by a gory bomb special on the ring apron a short time later so alba fire is going to go for a trusted baseball bat landing gut shot to mandy rose sets up the ladder and she dismantles the table as she's going to lay mandy on set table and go presumably for a santa finisher to put mandy down to win this championship by being the last woman standing but we notice a little sum sum as fire is perched on the ladder Isla Dawn from NXT UK, may it rest in peace, appears out of nowhere and she miss fire in the eyes and she goes down crashing into the announce table and through it, Mandy Rose avoids the bump and she gets back on her feet in the nick of time before the count of 10 to retain her NXT Women's Championship. The streak is still alive and Isla Dawn is laughing at Alba Fire's demise. The NXT goes off the air about eight minutes after the top of the hour. I was not surprised that Alba Fire lost. I was surprised at how she lost because Gigi and Jesse was not responsible for her downfall. It was Isla Dawn. Alrighty then. And it should be noted that Isla Dawn was the original maxed girl, a part of Schism, until he switched her out with Ava Rain. Wink, wink. But this was something. A feud is brewing between Isla Dawn and Alba Fire, which I can get into but it wasn't Alba Fire's time. I just think that she was kind of cold with the audience and Mandy Rose is the more over of the two right now as champion. And somebody must be absolutely worthy to beat this woman for this belt at some point. Could it be Roxanne Perez that could get the job done if she happens to be a part of this Iron Survivor Challenge heading into deadline in a few weeks time? Viable option. Could it be someone we don't know? Could it be Tiffany Stratton? Could it be Nikita Lyons? Could it be Zoe Stark? I don't know, but it's got to be a baby face 
to dethrone Mandy Rose at some point as her reign must come to an end in the not too distant future. And with that, this wraps up a solid NXT. It wasn't bad last night. We had some good matches to kick off and end the show with a nice match in the middle involving Apollo Crews and JD McDonough. Deadline is going to be very interesting because normally they would have war games, but now that's been graduated to the main roster and they have this new iron survivor concept to get us through the end of the year. We'll see how it goes. Penalty boxes for people losing and going to the pod for 90 seconds to end the match and try to score a pinfall and as many as you can in order to secure a shot for the NXT or NXT Women's Championships. That's going to be 50 minutes right there of showtime spaced out for these two matches and we got some championship bouts to fill out the car presumably heading into the final show of the year for not only NXT but WWE as well on Peacock. And on that note this wraps up episode number 94 of the NXT Nightcap, recapping the highs and lows from WWE's developmental brand. I hope you enjoyed it as always. You can follow me on social media at Lady Wrestling X on Twitter and on Instagram at Wrestleptopia. They can find me tweeting and gramming about these podcast shows that drop on the semi-daily recapping Monday Night Raw, NXT, AEW Dynamite, Friday Night Smackdown on Fox, and AEW Rampage going down live this Friday on TNT. You know what to do, such Wrestleptopia. And follow me on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, Google Podcasts, Buzzsprout, iHeartRadio, Radio, TuneIn, Amazon, Alexa, and Spotify. I'll be back tomorrow morning with episode number 88 of The Dynamite Effect, recapping the highs and lows from AEW Dynamite on TBS. Until then, enjoy your hump day. Stay safe out there and don't forget to wash those hands. See you later, boys and girls. Take care.